more time on Facebook Live. This is Richmond Owusu Ministries, and I am so excited to come your way today with the word of His grace, the message of Jesus Christ, the gospel of sonship. And it's going to be a wonderful time today. I am glad you are joining us today. I am glad you are joining us today. We started this on Monday and yesterday we, we, we met. Today we are meeting tomorrow and then on Friday we are meeting. The Lord bless you for joining me. The Lord bless you for joining me. It's going to be a great time today. It's going to be a great time today. And I know, hey, Eno, bless you for joining. Prince Owusu, my brother, how are you doing? Good to see you, man. Let's, let, let, I'm glad to, you know, hear from you guys. Hey, Beatrice, how are you? Nice, nice. God bless you for all joining, you know. Today is another level. Today is another level. And uh, I want you to share the video with someone. I want you to share the video with somebody. We are still talking about sonship. We are still talking about sonship, you know. And it's going to be a great opportunity to, you know, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 13, he says, exhort one another while it is called. Let me read it from the Bible. He said, exhort, Hebrews 3 13, he said, but exhort one another daily while it is called today lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin so the bible says we should exhort one another daily while it is called today now the question is what are we exhorting one another with the next verse tells us the next verse tells us is it exhort one another daily while it is called today now what are we exhorting one another with then verse 14 says for we are made partakers of christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end so he, he's telling us obviously that what we need to exhort one another with is about christ and that is what we are doing this morning so i want you to get ready get ready for another encounter get ready for another encounter we are looking at sonship sonship is we said that sonship is the is the heart of god is the heartbeat sonship is god's goal for man you know god's goal for man is man for man to get to a place of sonship a place where man can have intimate relationship with god bless you brother paul bless you so much for joining so god wants us to get to a place where we can have intimacy with him that is the goal of god the goal of god is not only for us to be saved from our sins if that is all what jesus needed to do for man then in the four gospels in matthew mark luke and john jesus forgave people their sins before he went to the cross jesus forgave people their sins before he even went to the cross to die so obviously that stands to reason that there is more and the bible also talks about better things that accompany salvation the bible said there are better things there are there are things that accompany salvation so i am excited that we are you know looking at this bless you everybody for joining me bless you bless you for joining so we are talking about spiritual growth we are talking about sonship hey michael bless you for joining today joining in thank you and yesterday you know let me just give i usually want to give a recap for the benefits of those who are joining Beatrice, 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 I'm glad I'm missing you so much. God bless you for joining. I see you have been watching the videos every time. The Lord bless you. Yeah. So, 
we are on Monday we started talking about the the resurrection of Jesus Christ as it relates to sonship and we said God's God's goal for man is for man to get to a place of sonship and we said that it is not only the forgiveness of sins that Jesus came to you know to give man because before he went to the cross he forgave people their sins before Jesus went to the cross he forgave people their sins so if that is all then God could have even raptured us right at the point where we got saved but there are better things that accompany salvation there are better things that accompany salvation so God's goal is for man to you know get to a place of sonship in the new testament because in the old testament nobody enjoyed sonship nobody was a son in the old testament as a matter of fact galatians chapter 4 makes it clear to us that you are no longer servant so paul was telling them that they are no longer servant because now they are in christ they have been adopted to be sons of god so we said on Monday that sons were born from the resurrection of Jesus. And we said that the born again and Jesus Christ were born from the same womb. And we said the womb is not the womb of Mary. The womb of Mary is Jesus' incarnation. But Jesus was actually born from the tomb of resurrection. Because when Jesus resurrected from, from the dead, that was when he was born again. So the Bible calls him the firstborn among many brethren. Now, Jesus Christ, when he, went, when he died, he had to go to hell. The Bible explains that to us. In fact, in Acts chapter 2, Peter was quoting what the psalmist said in the Old Testament, that thou shalt not leave my soul in hell, because Jesus went to hell, and when he came out from hell, he became born again. And because he became born again, he became the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. So Jesus was born from the tomb of resurrection, from the womb of resurrection. And the believer was also born from the womb of resurrection. So we said Jesus Christ, when he was on earth before the cross, he was the only begotten son of God. John 3, 16, the Bible says, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life or eternal life. So Jesus was the only begotten son before the cross. And we said after the cross, Jesus Christ is not the only begotten son because we rose with him from resurrection. We were born from the womb of resurrection. So we are also sons of God. So the Bible said, Now are you sons of God. So we are sons of God by our connection to Jesus Christ by our resurrection from the dead we become sons of God that is who we are and I said that your current geographical location does not change the fact that you were resurrected with Jesus Christ and you are seated with Christ in the heavenly places far, ab far above all principalities and powers and dominions so that is who the born again is and we said Jesus gave a post resurrection statement in John chapter 12 verse 24 he said except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and die it remains alone but when it dies it bringeth much 
much fruit it bringeth forth much fruit we said that 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 statement by jesus was not a statement for fundraising everything jesus was saying was pointing to his resurrection that unless i die i cannot bring forth sons so we said that jesus or jesus of nazareth or jesus as the incarnate christ did many miracles minus one he couldn't raise sons. He couldn't bring forth sons before the cross. So we said he healed the sick. He raised the dead. He cast out devils. He did all the miracles. Manus one miracle. He didn't bring forth sons. But when he resurrected from the dead, we are sons of God. We are sons of God. Praise God. God bless you, Minister Akoto. God bless you so much for joining. The Lord bless you. So these are things that we have been looking at so far in the week. We have been talking, Pastor John, God bless you for joining. The Lord bless you. So we have been talking about sonship. And we said, we said that John 12, 24, Jesus rose with us and we are sons of God. And we said, for you to be a son of God, you must be born again. And we said the word born again does not mean being born and being born and being born again. Like Nicodemus was asking Jesus. We said the word born again is the word Anna Genua. And Anna Genua means to be born from above or to be born from the top or to be born from beyond. So when you are born again, you are born from beyond. It doesn't matter your geographical location now. You are born from beyond. That is what born again means. You, you trade your heritage from above. Your, your, the Bible says we are born again not of corruptible seed but the incorruptible by the word of God. That means that we have the genes of God that makes us sons of God. So a son of God is not like you know when the Bible talks about adoption we have been adopted into son we said there is difference between civil adoption and spiritual adoption civil adoption is when uh, you go and adopt a son. Spiritual adoption is when Christ adopted us to be sons of God by our connection to new birth. Praise God. So these are things that we have been doing. Brother Jeff, bless you for joining. The Lord bless you so much. Good to see you. So we have been talking about sonship and that is what we said so you are a son of god because you have been regenerated you are you are you are born again that is what makes you a son that is what makes you a son so we said jesus is not the only son of god jesus was the only son of god but now bible calls us now are we the sons of god the bible said he has called many sons unto glory he has called many sons unto glory so our calling is a call unto sonship. The call of the believer is a call unto sonship. The call, you know, we say sonship is a message. Sonship is a message. When the message is preached and people believe in the message, the resultant effect is that they, are, they enter into sonship. That is what sonship actually means. So we spoke about that on Monday. That on yesterday we said, when you become a son of God, you are not in a covenant with God. You are in a relationship with God. So we said the born again believer is not in a covenant with God. We saw that from the scriptures clearly because we said when two people enter into a marital covenant and they give birth to children, their children are not in a covenant with their parents. They are into a relationship with their parents. Then a question came up that why is it that God is a covenant keeping God? And we said God is a covenant keeping God because he will 
keep his promises he has made for us not a covenant keeping god as in the sense that we have a covenant with him and we looked at the abrahamic covenant we said the abrahamic covenant was actually a covenant that was a photocopy of the new covenant and we said that god told abraham that they were going to do a covenant and Abraham, God had to put Abraham to sleep according to Genesis chapter 15 because man is fallible and man cannot keep the terms of a covenant. So Abraham fell into a deep sleep and the Bible says that as he was waiting for God to come so that they can, they can you know, cut the covenant, the Bible said that there was a smoke that passed through the blood path and a light that also passed through the blood path. And we understood from the scriptures that the smoke was a representation of God and the light was representing Jesus Christ. So the Abrahamic covenant was a covenant between God and Jesus. And that is the that is the that is the extension that extended to be the New Testament that we have now. So we said the born again believer as a son of God is not in a covenant with God but is in a relationship with God. We said the born again did not enter into a covenant with God. Jesus entered a covenant with God on our behalf. So we become beneficiaries of the covenant. That is what we looked at yesterday. So you are not into a covenant. You are not in a covenant with God. You are in a relationship with God. You enjoy relationship. That is why even as sons, when we sin, we know that God will forgive us our sins. Because in a covenant, when you break a covenant, you, you must die praise God but when we sin because we are in a relationship with God we know that our sins are forgiven so first John chapter 2 verse 1 John wrote he said my little children I write unto you that you may not sin you may not sin but even when you sin we have an advocate from the father praise God we have an advocate with the father so he was talking about relationship because you have a relationship with God Jesus becomes your advocate Anytime the devil tries to accuse you, Jesus lets the devil know that, no, I took their stead. Whatever they had to go through, I went through for them. That is the beauty of sonship. That is the beauty of sonship. So we say sonship is, is a message. Sonship is the gospel. We preach to people. They believe in it. They are saved. They enter into sonship. Then we look at Ephesians chapter 1. The Bible said that blessed be the God and Father, verse 3, of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. Then we said all those spiritual blessings are blessings in Christ Jesus. Then we looked at the blessings in verse for he said that he predestinated us to be conformed to the image of his son and the bible said that he 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 before the foundations of the world he called us he called us and he accepted us and we look at all those blessings that are in christ jesus and we said that before the foundation of the world means that before eternity so god called us before eternity before we were born before we were born he spoke well of us so that is what we have been looking at and from monday Today we are going to, and we also need to understand that as a son, you must grow into sonship. You become a son by regeneration. You enter into sonship by adoption. You become a son by regeneration. Regeneration is born again. Titus chapter 3 verse 5 talks about regeneration, born again. You become a son. You enter into sonship by adoption. And we explain the word adoption as placement. God places us into sonship. But you must grow in sonship. You must grow as a son of God. 
you must grow as a son of God. So the difference is not, you don't become a son by a process. You become a son is instantaneous by new birth, but you must mature in your sonship. You must mature into sonship because we said that Apostle Paul used different words in the Bible, in the epistles, representing sons of God. For example, in Romans chapter 8, he said, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. The word sons there is, is, is a different word that is used in 1 John 2 2 when he said, My little children. So it's, it's, it's in maturity when we enter into sonship. And we said, The miracles of Jesus doesn't grow you. The miracles of Jesus does not grow a believer. It is good to know what miracle Jesus did. That will give you a testimony of Jesus' miracle. But the miracles of Jesus will not grow you as a believer. We say what grows the believer is his knowledge about salvation. Your knowledge about the finished work of Christ. Your knowledge about what Christ has wrote in your life. That is what grows you. Praise God. So that is what we looked at. So that is what we are going to talk about today the levels of maturity in sonship the levels of maturity in sonship because god's aim is for us to grow ephesians chapter 4 the bible says for he gave some apostles some prophets, teachers pastors evangelists for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry then he went on to say that that we we may all come to the unity of the faith and now the unity of the faith is not talking about a day where all churches in the world will come together that is not going to happen the unity of the faith is talking the faith there is talking about the message so a time is coming god expects the entire church to speak the same language to speak the same message about his son jesus then he went on to explain and to come to the knowledge of his son and to the stature so there is a stature where god there is a level where god expects sons to move into praise god so that is what we are going to look at today so in case you are joining us for the first time today this is basically what we have been talking about sonship we have been talking about sonship we have been talking about how you can you can know your place as a son of god and when you know your place as a son of God, it gives you advantage. It gives you advantage. When Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3.16, he said, From a child you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation. And we said the scriptures refers to Genesis to Malachi, because when Paul mentions scriptures in the book of Timothy, there was no book of Timothy. So the New Testament wasn't in place. So he was referring to Genesis to Malachi. So the scriptures make you wise. We said the word wise is the word sophizo, which means that the scriptures make you skillful in the area. You know your ways around the scriptures in the matters of salvation. That is spiritual growth. He said you know the scriptures which is able to make you wise unto salvation which is through faith in Christ Jesus. Praise God. So it is very, very important that we understand sonship. I pray that the, the, the God will give us insight. God will give us more understanding even as we share his word. God will grant us the ability to comprehend and apprehend what he has in store for us as sons of God. Praise God. So today we are going to look at, the. we are talking about spiritual growth today. As a son, you need to grow. There are so many Christians who have been in Christianity for so many years. But, you know, sonship is not, or your, your growth in Christianity is not measured by, how, by age, by how many years you have been a Christian. 
growth in Christianity or spiritual growth is not measured by how many years you have been a Christian. Number two, it's not measured by, you know, you don't, you don't say you are, you are spiritually grown for God to answer your prayers. It's not a prerequisite for answered prayers. But, you know, your growth in Christianity is measured by your knowledge and your understanding about what Christ has done for you as a believer. There are so many people who, who have been born again for so many years but they technically don't understand a lot of things they don't understand a lot of things that the bible says concerning them that is not spiritual growth so that is what we want to look at today you must grow spiritually you must grow spiritually so there are old babies in the church there are old babies in the church there are folks who are old but spiritually they are babies they are old babies in the church they've they've been in church for so many years when you talk about salvation they think salvation is for new converts when you talk about salvation they think salvation is for is for baby christians that is old babe that is old babe in christianity so we are going to delve into the scriptures we are going to look at levels of growth in christianity levels of growth in the scriptures most especially in the new testament epistles so the bible the first one the bible uses that word in first peter chapter 2 verse 2 he said as newborn babes as newborn babes as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby now let me explain this the word sincere milk it's not talking about the fact that the word of God, some is milk and some is meat. That is how I used to understand it. The word of God is the word of God in totality. You know, when, when the Bible says that desire the sincere milk of the word, it is dependent on the person because there are people that to them, their level of understanding may be milk concerning the things of God. There are some people, their level of understanding concerning the word of God may be meat. So when the Bible they desire the sincere milk of the word is dependent on the person not the scriptures because the word of God is the word of God there is no milk of the word there is no meat of the word Jesus is God's word praise God so the first level of growth or growing into sonship the first word that the apostle uses first Peter chapter 2 verse 2 the word babes the word babes now that word I, I want to try as much as I can to see if I can type those words here for you the word babes that the writer use is the word breakfast so that is the first level of that is the first level of growth as newborn babes he uses the word breakfast in the in the greek lexicon he uses the word breakfast babes and that stage everybody has to pass through that stage when you become born that is when you become born again afresh you become a babe in the lord so as newborn babes he said desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby you may grow thereby so he uses the word breakfast that is the first level because i told you that the scriptures use different words for sons so newborn babes refers to that that is what and uh, peter uh, paul also uses the same word for timothy in second timothy 3 verse 15 he said from a child you have known the word child there is the word breakfast which means that timothy was now born again he was he was a babe in christianity and we all go through we have all gone through that stage of breakfast so at the breakfast level your understanding is you know you don't have enough understanding about the word of god you don't have 
adequate information about salvation you don't have you know thorough understanding so that is very very important so the bible talks about uh being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of god that is the breakfast stage so everybody have to pass through the breakfast stage everybody goes through that stage of of sonship but you know god's god's aim and god's desire is not for you to remain at the breakfast stage praise god so there are so many people who have been christian for so many years but they are still you know like giving a, a giving birth to a child and the child is still a toddler for so many years so god expect us to grow god expect us to grow spiritually so the first level of spiritual growth is the breakfast level the breakfast level first peter chapter 2 verse 2. now we said last monday that birth is different from creation there is different between birth and creation when god created adam god create god created your unborn children when he created adam when god created adam your unborn children were created but your parents gave birth to you so when i ask you which year were you born you can tell me 94 95 2006 that was when you were born but you were actually created when adam was created because adam was acting as a corporate man the entire human race was in adam so when Jesus Christ came from the resurrection, we were born from that same womb of resurrection. And that when we were born, the Bible says we were born not of corruptible seed. The word seed there is the word spora. Now, when the Bible uses seed, he uses the word spora in 1 Peter chapter 2, chapter 1, verse 23. Then in 1 John, he said, he that is born of God cannot sin because his seed is in him. He uses a different word, sperma, in 1 John, but he uses spora in 1 Peter 1, 23. Now, spora is talking about, I mean, how you were born. So, you were not born of corruptible seed. In other words, you were not born of corruptible sperm, but you were born of the incorruptible by the word of god which means that the believer is born of god's word it is god's word that brings you forth it is the gospel that gives birth to you praise god so the first level is the breakfast level the breakfast level the breakfast level can be found in 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 first peter chapter 2 verse 2 first peter chapter 2 verse 2 so that is the breakfast level the breakfast stage the breakfast stage is first peter 2 2 first peter 22 so everybody has to go through that stage when you become born again you go through the breakfast stage you are a baby christian you don't and this stage this is what happens in this stage the person has inadequate understanding the person does not really know his ways around the scriptures you know that is when you are trying to gain momentum so paul said that at this stage desire the sincere milk of the word that your growth may be evident that your growth may be evident that is that kind of level that is kind that kind of level now the next level where the apostles talk about is because we are saying that in the bible you see son here you see child here they use different words they don't mean the same they don't mean the same so the next level is seen in first corinthians chapter 13 verse 11 Paul was using himself here in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. And this is a popular scripture. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. He said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I taught as a child. But when I became a man, 
I put away childish things. Now, this child here is different from the one in, 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 in 1 Timothy 3.15. Because 1 Timothy 3.15 uses breakfast. Now, 1 Corinthians 13.11. He said, when I was a child. So, this is the second level of maturity in sonship. He said, at this, at this stage, I, he said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. Now look at the look at the arrangement. First of all, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. You see, there is a disorder because first of all, for you to for you to speak, the first thing you have to do is that you have to think of what you have to say. But this stage the believer doesn't think of what he has to say first. He speaks before he understands and before he even thinks. Look at that again. He said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. So at this stage, the believer is, you know, is, he's speaking before he even understands, before he even thinks. So you see the, the, the difference here. So this, is the, this stage is called the nepios. Let me, I, I just want to write those words here for you to get the spelling very well. The Nepio stage. So the first stage is the breakfast stage. First Peter chapter 3, first Peter 2, 2 as newborn babes. And the second stage is the Nepio stage. That is in first Corinthians, first Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, chapter 13, verse 11. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. This is the Nepio stage, you know. So Paul said he first spoke before he understood before he even thought but you cannot think you cannot speak before you understand and you even think first of all you have to think about what you say you understand you speak it or you understand before you even speak it but that is what happens at this stage so the things you say determines your maturity at this stage so these are levels of christian growth these are levels of christian maturity as 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 we enter into sonship there are there are rooms god expects us to grow the first stage is the breakfast stage as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word he said from a child you have known the holy scriptures that is the first stage everybody has to go through the breakfast stage now the second stage is the nepios now the nepios they don't even think about what they have to say before they speak paul said when i was a child i i i thought I, I spoke as a child i understood as a child before i even i even thought as a child so there is a disorder in that stage you know so that are levels of christian growth that are levels of christian maturity now in in so at this stage the believer doesn't you know he, he doesn't he, have, he doesn't even think about things that he says he just says things anyhow he just says things anyhow so the writer is making us understand that the things you say determines your maturity and james chapter 3 verse 2 also talks about that the book of james chapter 3 verse 2 also talks about that james chapter 3 verse 2 he said for for in many things we offend all if any man offend not in word the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body so if any man offend not in word the same is a perfect man so at the nepios stage you 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 know you you your your level of maturity is determined by what you say the level of maturity at the nepios stage is determined by what you say at the breakfast stage the believer is now born again the believer is born again afresh at the 
breakfast stage. But at the Nepios, he, 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 even, he, he doesn't think before he speaks. So that is the number two level of spiritual growth. The number two level of spiritual growth. God's aim, everybody watching me, God's aim is for us to grow spiritually. God's aim is for us to grow spiritually because the Bible says that Jesus is coming for a perfect church. Jesus is not coming for a wrinkled church. Jesus is coming for a perfect church. The word perfect there means that we want to get to the stature of Jesus Christ according to Ephesians chapter 4. So we all get to the stature of Jesus. So Jesus is coming for a perfect church. And I always say that the social media cannot define the church. Social media cannot define the church in the sense that it is not what social media says about the church that defines the church. It is what God says about the church that defines the church. So God says he is coming for a perfect church, irrespective of what social media says about the church, that the church is this today, the church is that today. Jesus is coming for a perfect church praise God. Jesus is coming for a perfect church. So we have the breakfast stage. That is the baby Christian level. We have the Nepios. The Nepios, he said, when I was a child, I, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I taught as a child. I taught as a child. So that is the second level. That is what Paul made us understand in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 11. So it is very, very important that you know, and at the Nepal stage, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 14 also talks about the fact that there are children who are tossed to and fro. These are, these are levels because there are, some, there are some sons of God who have not really matured spiritually and they are tossed to and fro. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 14, that is the Nepal stage. When you are in the Nepal stage, you are tossed to and fro. When they hear any doctrine here today, they are not able to sit down and, you know, understand the scriptures for themselves. So they are tossed to and fro. Today, when they hear there is a powerful man of God here, they will go. Tomorrow, when they hear a great man of God has come in town, they will go. That is the Nepal stage. They are tossed to and fro. They don't know they are left and right. And, you know, the Bible says that he that does that is, is like a wind. It's like uh, James compares that to the wind. Let me read Ephesians chapter 4 verse 4. The Nepios. So we have the breakfast stage. We have the Nepios stage. The breakfast stage is the baby Christian. The breakfast stage is the baby Christian. So Ephesians chapter 4, the Ephesians chapter 4 verse 14. The Bible says that we henceforth be no more children. The word children he uses there is Nepios. No more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the sleet of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive so at the Nepal stage the person is tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine when you, they hear about salvation they are not stable they feel insecure about their about their about their salvation they feel insecure about their christian life that is the Nepios. That is the Nepal stage. That is the Nepal stage. They are tossed by every wind of doctrine. Today they hear about demonology and deliverance. They follow. The next day they hear about this doctrine. They follow. The next year they hear this man is here. They follow. You are being tossed to and fro. The Nepal people. So that is the second level. The second word that 
children or son or child is used in the scriptures so we have the breakfast stage we have the nepio stage the third level can be found in first john chapter 2 verse 13 first john chapter 2 verse 13 first john 2 13 let me read that scripture quickly first john chapter 2 verse 13 the bible says, marvel not first john chapter 2 verse 13 the apostle wrote he said I write unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. Now, the young men he used is the third level of spiritual growth or spiritual maturity. He said, I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the world. That is why we have, you know, this word is, the word he uses, the young men, is the word pidon. Pidon. Let me spell that word for you. Pidon is the third level. The third level is Pidon. Pidon is out of the word we have pediatrics. Like, you know, like training up a child. So at this level, the, 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 the Christian or the, the child of God is in a, is, is in, in a training, you know. So that, that is the, the Pidon stage used in 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3 verse 13 that is the pidon stage so the first one is the breakfast stage the second is the nepios and the and the third the third is pidon first john chapter 2 verse 13 first john 2 13 so there you have it the pidon is first john 2 13 he said i write unto you young men because you have overcome the world so we have we have we have, we've seen the first one little children we've seen the first one in in first peter 2 2 talking about newborn babes now he's talking the second level he talks about the appeals he said when i was a child i spoke like a child the third is the pidon now the pidon he said they i, I write unto you because you have overcome the world you have overcome the world little children they are called little children because they have overcome the world praise god now those who are at this stage are trying to learn and walk they are trying to learn and walk at this stage he said those that are at this stage at the pidon stage they are trying to learn that is where you know the 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 believer here is 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 not forced to pray at this level of 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 christianity the believer here is not forced to pray he wants to you know come into an intimate relationship with god here the the son of god is really you know now he's familiar with what god or what christ has wrote for him as a believer so at this stage you don't have to force him to pray he understands relationship he understands that he is in a relationship with god so it is very very important that we understand this now when when a believer come to a place where you call abba father you are in the pidon stage where you call god abba father you understand the essence of intimacy you understand the essence of fellowship you understand the essence of relationship that is the pidon stage so the breakfast babe christians the nepios that is the stage where you speak anyhow because you don't even understand you don't know your ways around the scriptures the third level is the 
Poseidon, this is a place of learning. This is where you are learning how to walk. You are learning how to, you know, it's from the word we get pediatrics. It's, it's a psychological word, how you train up a child to grow, pediatrics. So this word is the level where the believer is trying to acquaint himself with spiritual things. He wants to pray. You don't have to force him to pray. He knows he has to pray. He knows he's in a relationship with God. He has to pray. The Piedon stage. The Piedon stage. Praise God. So it is very important that you know, we know the levels. You are all sons by born again. We all say, we said that we are sons by born again. But there are some sons who are mature than other people. There are some sons who are grown in the things of God than other people. And that is what we are looking at. That is what we are looking at. So at this stage, the believer is not carried about with every wind of doctrine. Because he knows his ways around the scriptures. He understands what, he's beginning to, you know, understand what salvation is. He's acquainting himself with the scriptures. That is the pydon. That is the pydon stage. So here, and the, Paul also uses the same word in Romans chapter 8 verse 15. Romans 8 15. Let me read that scripture. Romans chapter 8 verse 15. Romans 8 15. He said, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So at the Python stage, the child of God, the son of God, knows that he hasn't received the spirit of bondage to fear. He has received the spirit of adoption. So he's able to cry, Abba, Father. And we established on Monday that the reason why the believer Christ Abba Father. The reason why God, Jesus cried, my God, my God, is so that the Son of God will cry Abba Father. Praise God. So that the Son of God will cry Abba Father. So that is the, 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 the third level, the third level, the third level. So it is very, very important that, you know, we understand the pardon. Now, there are two, there are two kinds, you know, let, let me read that scripture again in 1 John chapter 2 verse 13. Uh, Robert says, please, I need a link after the message and kindly drop this very message on YouTube. Definitely. God bless you. I'll do that. So, 1 John chapter 2, that is where we read the third level from. The Python level is when the believer is trying to know his ways around the scriptures. He said, I write unto you, little children. 1 John chapter 2 verse 13. 1 John chapter 2 verse 13. I write unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you little children because you have known the father. That is the Python stage. You come into knowledge. You come into knowledge. You come into a place of accurate knowledge. You come into a place of accurate knowledge. Now the believer at this stage, the son of God at this stage, knows who he is in Christ. He's beginning to appreciate what Christ has done for him. He's beginning to appreciate that he's in a relationship with God. He's beginning to appreciate you have known the father. So he uses little children here for Python. He uses, I, I spoke as a child in 1 Corinthians 13, 11 for the Nepal stage. And he uses the breath force for babe Christians. So that is the third level. The third level. So it is very, it says you have known the Father. You have known the Father. Now there are two kinds of, you know, and this knowledge is, is not like, 
it's different from somebody teaching this person to know there is a knowledge that is called the inward intuition this at this place of the pydon stage the believer is able to you know be sensitive to the spirit and is able to pick up the inner witness the inner knowledge the inward intuition so it is very very important so there is there are two kinds of of teachings there is what we call inward teaching inward inward teaching and there is also what we call outward teaching now the word inward is the word the inward teaching is what we call intuition like tuition you pay tuition is like teaching so this intuition is inward teaching this intuition is inward teaching then we have outward teaching that is where somebody has to teach you physically for you to understand certain things concerning the scriptures so it is very very important that at this pydon stage the believer is you know acquainting himself with the knowledge the things of god that is the pydon stage that is the pydon stage then the next level he uses that word in first john chapter 2 verse 1 you know in first john chapter 3 chapter 2 verse 13 he uses my little children that word is not it's not the same as in first john 2 1 he uses a different word in first john 2 1 so in first john 2 1 he says my little children these things are right unto you that you may not sin and if any man sin we have an advocate with the father jesus christ the righteous at this first john 2 1 he uses a different word technon he uses the word technon referring to little children technon so at the technon the technon stage is the level the fourth level bless you Man of God, Emmanuel Kofi, the Lord bless you so much. So the level, the third level is the technon. The technon stage is the third level where the, the writer uses that in 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. My little children, I write unto you that you may not sin. So the, the, these people have grown. They are gradually getting to adult age. And they are, they are, you know, trying to understand the things of God as it relates to eternal things. Praise God. So at the technon stage, I'm trying to get the word there. The technon stage is the third, the fourth level. The technon is used in 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. 1 John 2, 1. So no word in the Bible means the same. No word in the Bible means the same. When you see children here in Matthew, you see children in Ephesians, it doesn't mean they are the same. It is the context that defines the word. So the technon stage that is where you find that so technon is used in first john 2 and he uses my little children are right unto you that you may not sin now he's telling them so at this stage the, the the son of god is now becoming aware about forgiveness of sins he's being conscious that his sins are forgiven he said i write unto you that you may not sin that means that the believer can sin but even when you sin we have an advocate so at this point the technon is the son of god who is beginning to appreciate eternal forgiveness at this stage the believer is beginning to appreciate the fact that my sins are forgiven eternally he's beginning to appreciate the fact that i am forgiven praise god that is the technon stage so at this time the believer is trying to understand things concerning jesus christ eternally he's beginning to appreciate eternal salvation he's beginning to appreciate eternal life he's beginning to appreciate eternal redemption he's beginning to appreciate you know things that you know will enhance his spiritual growth that is the technon stage that is the technon stage so it is very very important that we understand some of these words that 
the writer was using at this stage the believer is appreciating his righteousness in christ he knows that he is the righteousness of god as a son of god he is the righteousness of god not by works but he's righteous because the righteousness is a gift that he's receiving from jesus christ that is the technon that is the technon stage that is the technon stage so it is very very important that you know these are stages that so we are all we've all entered into sonship by our connection to new birth but there are some sons who are growing than others there are some sons who are maturing than others because of the level of understanding and the the knowledge how much knowledge they have about the things that jesus christ has done for them concerning their salvation concerning their salvation so the first stage is the breath force the second stage the breath force is as newborn babes we all pass through that stage the nepeo stage is when paul said i spoke like a child i even spoke before i understood before i even talked about it so at that stage the born again is now you know trying to know his ways around the scriptures so the third we said the third stage is the the third stage we mentioned to be the technon no actually the third stage is the pydon and the fourth is the technon we said at the pydon stage that is when the believer is trying to be trained and know things the pardon where we said is from the word pediatrics the way of training up a child so that is the third stage the fourth is the technon the technon he said i write unto you that you you may know that your sins are forgiven i write unto you that you may not sin so at this stage the son of god is you know acquainted with eternal things concerning christ he knows he's righteous he knows he's forgiven he knows he's accepted he knows he's the beloved of god he knows he has the grace of god he carries god on his inside that is the technon that is the technon stage he knows you know there is a scripture in the oh, isaiah 1 18 he said Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. At this stage, the technon is beginning to understand scriptures like that. He's beginning to appreciate that even though his sins be as scarlet, by the blood of the eternal blood of Jesus Christ and the sacrifice of Jesus, his sins will be as white, or his sins has been made as white as snow. That is the technon stage. The faith level is used in the same first John chapter 2 verse 13 to 14 first john chapter 2 verse 13 to 14 i write unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning i write unto you young men because you have overcome the wicked one i write unto you little children because you have known him then he said i, I have written unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning i have written unto you young men because you are strong and the word of god abided in you praise god so the the the, the faith level is the young man level and the word that the apostle uses for the word young man is niniascos let me write it here you know this i'm using these words because these are the words in the greek lexicon that actually defines the word so when you see little children in first john chapter 2 you find little children in ephesians they don't mean the same they are different words that are used together so the one being used in first john chapter 2 verse 14 is talking about young men and he uses a different word called niniascos let me write the words here for the purpose of you know clarity 
so this is the faith level 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 first john chapter 2 verse 14 first john 2 14 first john 2 14 first john chapter 2 verse 14 i, I write unto you young men i love that he said young men i write unto you young men first john chapter 2 verse 14 that is it so he uses the word nianiscos nianiscos is the word that the writer uses for young men young men now let's look at what these young men do young men do the nianiscos so don't forget the first level is the breakfast the second level is what those following talk to me the first level is breakfast the second level is the napios all right and the third level is the pidon the fourth level is the technon and the fifth level is the nianiscos now the nianiscos are the young men they are growing now listen to the scripture in first john chapter 2 verse 13 listen to the scripture verse 14 he said i have written unto you young men because you are strong and the word of god abides in you and you have overcome the wicked word and you have overcome the wicked one so at the at, at the nineas cost level the son of god is strong in the word praise god the son of god is strong in the word he has an insatiable appetite for the word of god his appetite is so strong for the word that is the level of sonship that is the level of sonship and let me say this it is not automatic I always say, I was telling somebody, I said, Jesus didn't die for your spiritual growth. He died for your salvation. For you to grow spiritually, it is incumbent upon you. There is something you must do to enhance your spiritual growth. There is something you must do. You have to, you know, be, it's a conscious effort. It's a conscious effort. So these young men, they abide in the word. He said, I write unto you young men, because the word abided in you. That is the Nianisco stage. These are people that don't take the word of God for granted. I always tell people, the best thing a man of God can lay on you is not his hand. The best thing a man of God can lay on you is the word of God. Because you don't teach, you don't, you don't give people fish. You teach them how to fish. And when you teach them how to fish, next time when they are not there, you are, when you are not there, they will go and do the fishing themselves. So that is what Jesus did to his disciples. He taught them. He taught them how to, you know, how to operate about the things of God. So the Nianis course is the period of spiritual growth where the believer or the son of God's appetite for the word of God is so strong. He wants to read the word. He's, he's, he, he has an appetite for the word. He understands the word of God. The Bible says, let the word of God richly dwell in you in all wisdom. In all wisdom. So at the Nianisco stage, the Son of God is taking delight. Listen, he said, I write unto you, young men, I write unto you, young men, because you the word abided in you and you have overcome the wicked one. So at the Nianisco stage, when the word abides in you, you will definitely overcome the wicked one. At this stage, the born again knows that he is delivered when he hears that them uh, you know he's not looking for deliverance now let me say this when god called abraham i was thinking about this like few days ago when god called abraham abraham was a moon worshiper 
when God called Abraham, God didn't tell him to come and he would deliver him. God didn't call him and tell him that, hey, I'm going to make deliverance on you. The calling was the deliverance. Praise God. The calling of Abraham was the deliverance from idol worship. So the born again, when you are called into sonship, the calling is deliverance. So at the Nianis course or at the, at the faith level, the believer knows he is delivered because the word abides in him. But if you don't know that you are delivered, then you will go. You'll be a born again and you are looking for deliverance. It is not an identity problem. It is an English problem because the believer has not understood what deliverance means. The believer has not understood what deliverance means. So deliverance is a movement. Deliverance is a movement from one kingdom to another. The day you got born again, your deliverance arrived. And somebody will say, what about the Bible says in, 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 in the book that upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. The Bible didn't say upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance services. He said upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness. Now, all the prophets were prophesying about Jesus Christ. So when the writer said upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance, he was talking about Jesus, what he will come and do on the cross. That is deliverance. So at the nearness course stage these young men they have the word of god in them they they know their ways around the scriptures at this stage the son of god is you know identifying his position he has already identified his position in christ he knows his race around the scriptures bless you stanley bless you for joining the lord bless you so that is the stage that is the stage this stage you come to understand bible doctrine praise god i love this stage you come to appreciate bible bible doctrine you know that you have overcome the world for the bible says, he that is born of god overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith even our faith even our faith so at the at the faith level the believer knows he has overcome the world he knows he's seated above with with christ he's seated above with christ in the heavenly places he's seated above with christ it doesn't matter your geographical location you are seated with christ that is a reality whether somebody disagrees or they don't agree it doesn't change where you are seated you are seated with christ in the heavenlies and that is a stage that is a stage you must get there to know this so at the nianisco stage the believer is 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 full of god's word he knows his ways around the scriptures he knows his ways around the scriptures praise god and 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 you know let me read this scripture in hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 this 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 will bless you hebrews 4 16. we are looking at the nianiscos so hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 hebrews hebrews 4 16 the bible says that let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help to help in time of need so at this stage the believer is bold he comes boldly to the throne of grace he knows he has access my goodness romans chapter 5 the bible says that by this grace we have access into the faith by this grace we have access into the faith so at the nianis course the son of god knows he has access he's not waiting for his man of god to pray for him he is growing so he knows he has access into god's heart he knows jesus presented him before god holy and without blame praise god this is good so at this stage the believer is growing 
he is beginning to appreciate he overcomes the world he overcomes the world he overcomes the world now jesus was tempted no the, the bible says that jesus was tempted in all points jesus was tempted in all points now jesus was not the, the scripture i just read from hebrews 4 16 the hebrews 4 16 he said, let us therefore come to the, uh, boldly to the throne of grace. Now, when you read before that verse, he talks about the fact that Jesus Christ, we have an high priest who, which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. But he was in all points tempted like we are yet without sin. So at this stage, you know, Jesus was tempted at all points which means temptation is in point it's not in things it didn't say jesus was tempted in all things jesus wasn't tempted in all things he was tempted in all points which means that the devil has points where he tempts men and you know the 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 the, 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 the points started in the book of genesis the bible talks about the the the, the eyes you know when eve saw the fruit it, it looks so appealing to the eyes that is one point that is one point so it is very very important that we understand what christ has wrote in our lives what christ has wrote in our lives so it is very 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 important now the sixth stage the sixth stage is the the that is actually the highest or that is when we say the person has entered into sonship what okay what, what is the question now someone is asking a question is there meaning meaning in stages yes so in points yo so uh, let me explain that you know the bible says that we are tempted in three areas it talks about the last of the eye that is one point the last of the eye and then the pride of life so these are points and all this started in the book of genesis the last of the eye was what made eve go touch their food and even eat so jesus was tempted in point so that is where our temptation comes you know but at the nyanisko stage the believer is aware of all this and you know he's he's aware of his surroundings he knows the the ploys of the devil he knows the the points that the devil operates and so the bible says he overcomes the wicked one praise god he overcomes so the next one the sixth one is when you have come into sonship you have entered into maturity praise god romans chapter 8 verse 14 romans 8 14 the bible talks about romans 8 14 so he uses different words i use in the bible for sons and for children they don't mean the same they never mean the same romans chapter 8 verse 14 romans 8 14 the bible says that for as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god they are the sons of god as many as are led by the spirit of god nay yes so robert thank you for that the the pride the, the last of the eyes and the flesh as well yeah all those are the points of temptation so the the the, the seed is that as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god romans 8 14 so the word sons there he uses a different word for that and i'm going to come to that so the same word is used when jesus when god said this is my beloved son is this same word it is heos h u i o s h u i o s h u i o s that is the seat level that is when you have actually matured you have entered into sonship that is where you have grown yes 
so that is found in heels so that is the word is found in romans chapter 1 romans chapter 8 verse 14 romans chapter 8 verse 14 romans 8 14 that is the heels stage heels so the heels stage the bible god said this is my beloved son the word son he used is heels in the greek lexicon he uses heels and he said as many as are led by the spirit they are sons of god they have entered into maturity they have entered into maturity they are the sons of god so it doesn't mean that you are not the son of god everybody is a son of god but those that are led by the spirit they have gotten to the heel stage they are matured they are matured now this this is the same word that god used concerning jesus this is my beloved son the same son there is the heels that he used he used the same so not this is not just the breadfruit the breakfast stage or the babe christians but these are sons who have come to maturity and this is where jesus wants the church to get to he said so we come to the to we all come to perfection and we said that the believer or the son of god is perfect the bible says in in the book of hebrews chapter 9 he said by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified now we are still being perfected and then finally we shall be perfected so the future perfection is the redemption of our body that is when we put on the immortal body so in romans chapter 8 the bible says that the creation in eager expectation awaits for the manifestation of the sons of god the manifestation is talking about the redemption of our body the redemption is when we enter into total perfection that is sonship we enter into full sonship so the redemption of our body is what the the creation or the world awaits that we will put on the glorious body of jesus christ the immortal body of god that is it so the heels is not as the breakfast it's not like a baby christian this is where transformation has taken place transformation has taken place at this stage the person has been totally transformed by god's word the bible said do not be transformed to the world but be, be be do not be conformed to the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so those at the hero stage they have entered into maturity so not all sons we are not all at the same level there are some who have entered into maturity there are some who see you know that is why the, the, at the Nepal at the stage, like Paul was saying, when I was a child, I talked like a child. When, when you are at that stage, the slightest thing, you want to cause division in the body of Christ. And there are people like that, the slightest thing, they cannot let go. But there are people who have matured into the hero stage. And at that stage, they know how to handle issues. Praise God. So that is it. So transformation is, is, is what... I mean has taken place and the, the the son of god has gotten to this place so that is what is very very important so the heroes is you have entered into sonship so let's do a recap the first one is the breakfast the baby christians then we have nepios and then we have the pydon we have the technon then the fifth one 
tell me the fifth one which one is the fifth one from the technon we have the nianiscos the nianiscos is the young men the bible calls them young men you the word abides in you and you have overcome the world and then the the, the sixth one is the heels those have entered into sonship they have entered into sonship they have matured in the faith they have matured in the faith so not all sons are at the same level there are some sons who are you know they, they've grown they've grown they've grown i mean they've grown they know how to handle the word they know how to rally their way around the scriptures praise god transformation has taken place but you know there is always you know there is a room for maturity we, you, we can mature to every point that god wants us to mature you know so sonship entering becoming a son of god is not a process it is instant when you become born again you enter you become a son of god but when you become a son of god you have to mature you have to mature as a son even though you are a son now let me ask this question you can be the sweet son of your mom but as long as you are a child your mom will not hand over the car key to you you can be the sweet daughter of your dad but as long as you are a babe that is why in galatians chapter 4 the bible calls them that he said as long as you are a child you are no different from the servant because because you are a child because you have not grown spiritually there are certain things that your parents will not give you even though you are the sweet son praise god even though you are the sweet son they will not hand it over to you because you have to grow you have to grow so galatians chapter 4 said the son as long as he is a child is not different from the servant He's not different from the servant. So it is, you, are, you are still a son, but you haven't grown to that level. That level is the, the heels. The heels level is, the, is you have entered into sonship. You have entered into maturity. Praise God. You have entered into maturity. And this is where, you know, transformation has taken place. The Bible said, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed. The word transformation is from the Greek word metamorpho. Metamorpho is, you know, those of you who did science in school, you know how butterflies go through metamorphosis. That is what transformation, that is what how the transformation takes place. The butterfly has to go through. So uh, that that is the heel stage. They have gone through transformation. Their minds have been renewed. Their minds have been renewed. That is the heels stage. Then let me give you the final one. The final one. Yes. But I want to ask, are we all sons? Yes definitely we are all sons of god the bible says, now are we the sons of god you are son of god now let me say i've said it several times sonship becoming a son is not a process it is instantaneous when you are born again you are born you know our sonship is not that you are born like a child then you grow and become a son our sonship we are born we are played we are actually placed into it it is called adoption it is different from civil adoption spiritual adoption is different from civil adoption spiritual adoption is you are placed into sonship you automatically become a son by your connection to new birth however you must mature as a son so we mature you must mature as a son but every every born again is a son of god the only person who is not the son of god is the one who is not born again so in case you are watching us and you are not born again 
for you to enjoy this sonship we are talking about, you must be born again. And we say born again means to be born from above, to be born from beyond. You have the DNA of God in you. You have the genes of God on your inside. That is why I said no believer is disadvantaged in this life. No believer is disadvantaged. You, are, you, are, you can never be disadvantaged because you were born of God. You were born of God. Now, you were born of God means, now let me explain that. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. The Bible says that for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. We were created in Christ means that the raw material that was used to, to create Christ is what was used to create the born again. So, God sourced the raw material to create the believer from Christ. So, we were created in Christ unto good works. So that, and I believe that believers must understand this. When we say you are born of God, when you understand what it means, it will change your perception. You will not let anybody intimidate you. You will not feel insecure. You know you carry the genes of God. That is where we have regeneration. Regeneration means re-genes, the genes of God. You have, a, you have a peculiar DNA. Your DNA can be traced from Jesus. That is why I keep telling people, don't trace your family root from your family. Christ is your family tree. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. So Jesus is your family tree. You are not tracing your family tree from that is why you know people trade their family tree from their family and they feel like there are curses in the family and that curse is still following them no curse is following you because jesus is your family tree jesus said i am the 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 the, the the vine you are the branches so my family tree is jesus because i don't trace my ancestry from adam i trace my ancestry from christ so Christ is your ancestor. Christ is your family tree. Christ is your heritage. That is what it means. So when we say you are, he said, you, you, he said, he said, Ephesians 2 8, he said, we were created in Christ unto good works, which means that the raw materials that were used to create Christ, the, the, the raw material that were used to create the believer, were sourced from Christ. We were created in Christ. Your creation is a different creation. Praise God. You know, as wise as Solomon was, he said, there is nothing new under the sun. Praise God. That is why I said Solomon is not your role model. Solomon, as, 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 as wise as he was, he was a wisdom bank to the extent that the queen of Sheba heard about the wealth and the wisdom of Solomon. When he got there to see Solomon, when he got there, he said, all that I heard, all these things that I've seen here is half of what I heard. That means, as wise as Solomon was, he said, there is nothing new under the sun. But Jesus, the greater than Solomon came, praise God. He said, there is something new under the sun. And that new is called the new creation, who is born of God, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God. So there is something new under the sun, and that is the new creation. And that new creation has the new genes of God. He carries divinity on his inside. The Bible says he has made us partakers of divine nature. Hey, if in case you don't understand what divine nature means, divine nature means divine nature. Praise God. Divine nature means the nature of God. You have the nature of God in you. You have the nature of God in you. In other words, what, you know, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, the Bible says, and God said, let us create man in our image. Now, what is the image of God? 
Now, I, I, I mean, I, I used to think that uh, the image of God is that God is a spirit, so man was created as a spirit, you know. The image of God is Christ. Jesus is the image of God. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. The Bible says that who is the express image of God? Who is the express image of God? So Colossians 1.18. They all, you know, the scriptures talk about Christ as the image of God. Hebrews 1.3. So you were created in Christ. You were created in Christ. So when Jesus, when the disciples, when they had to be born again, Jesus breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 19, John chapter 20, he breathed on them. Now, what happened was that he took them back to Genesis. Because when everything was done, God breathed into Adam the breath of life. So, Jesus was taking them back to Genesis. And the Bible said he breathed onto them and said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. That was when they became born again. They received a new DNA. They received a new gene. They became partakers of divine nature praise god that is what it means so heals is the maturity level maturity level transformation has taken place transformation has taken place now there are two signs that accompany the heal stage when a man is at the heal stage number one patience the one that has entered into maturity and has entered into the heal stage is patient you see patience in the person james chapter 1 verse 2 and 3 talks about that so at the heal stage patience is a major characteristic so when a man or when a son of god has entered into maturity patience is key patience is key praise god god bless you truth fm ibera <laughs> bless you for joining so james 1 2 james chapter 1 verse 2 and 3 james 1 2 and 3 talks about patience so at this level of maturity man you do that's why there are, those are believers you do things to them they, they are so matured in the things of god they are enjoying sonship to the extent that you do something and you expect them to react but they they they, they act in a way that i mean seems they don't even know they don't even notice what you are doing it's a kind of maturity as a son we are all sons of god but we are all not enjoying the same maturity praise god so these are levels of growth these are levels of maturity james chapter 1 verse 2 i want to read so the the heal stage is the sixth level and is the highest level and that is where the born again or the son of god has grown he has entered into maturity he is enjoying sonship he has been placed into adoption as sons so james 1 verse 2 he said my brethren have not the faith of our lord have not the faith okay james 1 verse 2 he said my brethren count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience but let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect the word perfect there is talking about maturity praise god is from the word teleosis teleosis is talking about maturity so but let patience have a perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing so patience can only have a perfect work when you have gotten to the heal stage so at the heal stage there are two signs the patience is one that ye may be perfect that he may be perfect like you know a man was praying to god for patience right a man was and you know patience is not a prayer point a man was praying to god that god give me patience god give me patience but i want it now 
I want it now. How can you be paying for patience and you want it now? It means you yourself, you are not patient. Praise God. So he was praying for patience. God, give me patience, but I need it now. Which means he wasn't patient himself. So patience is a sign of maturity. This guy has grown spiritually. This guy has grown spiritually. And the second sign at the hero stage is love. Colossians chapter 3 verse 14. The second sign at the hero stage is love. This person is branded with the love of God. At this stage, the believer is branded with the love of God. Colossians chapter 3 verse 14. He said, and above all things, put on charity, which is love. Put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Praise God. So he calls love the bond of maturity. So at the hero stage, when a man is matured, one of the signs is the love of God. He said, put on, which is a bond of perfectness. And I said the word perfect there is the word teleosis. Now, teleosis is the word we get telescope. Now, telescope or television, the word tele means from a distance. So television means to see from a distance. Telegram or telegraph or whatever means to write from a distance, right? So there are distance words. So when the Bible calls you a perfect, it's referring to the Father. Even though you are distant from heaven, you your perfection is equated to what heaven, how heaven is. That is what it calls. So the word perfect there is teleosis, which from that word we get television. Telephone means to speak from a distance. So even though you are a distance from here. And even though God is in heaven, your perfection, that level of perfection that God wants us to get there, the perfection of Christ, praise God. So at the hero stage, the, the believer is branded with love, with branded with love. And, and the third sign is that the, at the hero stage, the, there, there is what we call the suffering for Christ. Now, there is difference between suffering of Christ and suffering for Christ. And this is in the Bible. I'm going to prove. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. There is what we call suffering of Christ and suffering for Christ. You don't have to suffer for the entire human race. Or you don't have to die for the entire human race. Because we couldn't do that. That is why Jesus came to do that on our behalf. But there is what we call the suffering for Christ. There are two kinds of suffering, one for us and one not for us. So there, is, there are two kinds of suffering, one that is for us, what Jesus Christ did. Praise God. And there is one suffering that is not for us. We have to suffer for Christ. We are not suffering for Christ because of, you know, when you compare the days of the early apostles to today, you see a very clear difference that how the apostles were tortured, how they were tormented for their faith. How they were, you know, they were brutalized for what they believed in. They were suffering for the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, when I was reading about how the apostles died, some of them were put in oil. They were not burning. They were suffering for Christ. You know, Paul was given so many whips. He said they were, he was given 40 whips minus one. You know, he was he, he suffered. He suffered for Christ. That is maturity. The heroes. You have entered into sonship. You have entered into maturity. So Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. The Bible says that since we are surrounded with a great crowd of witness, let us lay aside every sin and every way that easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus for the, the, the author and the finisher of our faith. Then the verse 2 said, Who for the joy of the cross, my goodness, for the joy of the cross, he endured all the shame. 
he endured all the same that is the sufferings of christ no you know people think that the suffering of christ is the beating and you know you know there are so many people who are lynched today people are stoned today and sometimes when you see it it seems more terrible the true suffering of christ was not the beating the true suffering of christ was not the beating the true suffering of christ was the separation between him and god at the point where jesus christ my god my god why have thou forsaken me the suffering of christ was the separation the actual separation was the suffering because that was what you know was bringing all the the disconnection between the entire human race and god that was bringing the bond back together that was the suffering of christ you know so it is very very important now let me read this scripture second timothy chapter 3 verse 12 now you we want to understand suffering for christ suffering for christ second timothy chapter 2 verse 12 so there is suffering of christ there is suffering for christ second timothy chapter 2 verse 12 this will bless you he said if we suffer second timothy 2 12 listen if we suffer we shall also reign with him my goodness if we suffer we shall reign with him that means that there is a suffering of or there's a suffering for christ if we suffer for him we shall reign with him if we deny him he also will deny us praise god he also will deny us so it is very very important that we understand some of these things first timo uh, first peter i'm trying to read scriptures because i don't want to say things that, you know when the things are from the scriptures it becomes so clear first peter chapter 2 first peter chapter 2 verse 21 first peter 2 21 it also talks about suffering it also talks about suffering first peter 2 21 the bible say for even where unto were ye called because christ also suffered for us leaving us an example that we should follow his steps <laughs> look at this he said where unto were ye called because christ also suffered for us that is the sufferings of christ he suffered for us leaving us an example that we should also follow his steps so he's not saying that we should follow his steps as in the sense of we should go and die for the entire human race but we should follow his steps in suffering that is the third sign of maturity or spiritual growth for the heroes stage that is the bless you revivalist collins at bless you for joining then the final one the final one so we've looked at the breakfast stage that is the baby christian who is still a son of god we've looked at the nepios stage we look at the pydon these are people that are now being trained in the word of god then we also looked at what from the pydon we looked at which stage tell me somebody those of you who have been following tell me from pydon where did we move to from the pydon stage which one is the next one so we have the breakfast we have the nepios we have the pydon which is the third one then which one is the fourth one we have the technon the technon is the fourth one the technon stage paul yeah, the first john 2 one using my little children the word little children is technon then the fifth one is the nianiscos these are the young men that uh first john 2 14 he uses young men he said you have the word you abide in the word then the sixth one is the heroes romans 8 14 as many as are led by god 
they are, are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. The sons of God is the heels. And we said they have three characteristics. They have patience, they have love, and they have suffering for Christ. That is the level of maturity. Now, the final one, this, this final one, they have passed the level of maturity. Now, they become fathers. Praise God. The one, so that is also found in 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. So, the book of 1 John, 2 John, 3 John was written mainly to talk about spiritual growth of the Son of God. It's talking about spiritual. That's why I'm using my little children, my young men. It was talking about spiritual growth as sons of God. Spiritual growth as sons of God. The, first, the, 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 the seventh one is the those that have become fathers now they've entered maturity and now they have begotten sons in the lord so they are fathers because they have known him first john chapter 2 first john chapter 2 we read from verse 13 first john chapter 2 verse 13 he said i write unto you fathers because you have known him from the beginning you have known him from the beginning you have known him from Genesis. That means these people, when they read the book of Genesis, they are able to see Christ in Genesis. These are people who have become fathers in the faith. They have become fathers in, in, in their sonship. They have become fathers. And that one is the word pater, P-A-T-E-R. That is the word we get father, pater. And that is found in 1 John, 1 John chapter 2, verse 13. He said, Fathers, I've written unto you because you have known him from the beginning. 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. 1 John, 1 John chapter 2, verse 13. 1 John 2, 13. 2, 1 John chapter 2, verse 13. Say, I write unto you, Fathers, because you have known him. 1 John 2, 13. So that is the pater, the pater stage. Fathers, that is maturity. They've begotten sons in the kingdom. They have sons in the kingdom. Praise God. So it is very, very important that, you know, fathers are those who, are, who have sons and daughters. They have been able to raise children in the Lord. If you go through these levels of maturity, I'm telling you, if you study these words and you study the scriptures very well and you go through these levels, you know, you will not need remedial classes in heaven. Let me say that again. If you go through these levels of maturity as a son of God, you don't need remedial classes in heaven. Because like I always tell people, in heaven, some people will have to go for remedial classes in the area of salvation because they didn't have thorough understanding about salvation. But I pray that will not be our portion in Jesus' name. That will not be our portion. So that is what we have been looking at this week. Sonship. Sonship. That is what we have been looking at this week. We started on Monday. We, 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 we talked about the resurrection of Jesus. And yesterday we looked at covenant and relationship. And we said that the believer is not in a covenant with God. You and God don't have a covenant. You and God are in a relationship. You have a relationship with God. You have a relationship with God. Because when a man and a woman enter into marital covenant, marriage covenant, the children don't have covenant with their parents. They have a relationship. So Jesus is the one who entered a relationship. So it is very, very important that, yes, yes, I will definitely do that. Yeah, I will definitely do that. So 
Stanley, just do follow the, the post on Facebook. Sometimes I'll be sharing some of these things on Facebook. So I'll, I'll definitely write them down. So let me just go through quickly before I pray. <laughs> Ibera says, where in the world are these remedial classes? <laughs> yes, Ibera, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I believe so because, I mean, I mean, I know, I know we are, we are, we are saying, we are saying that for the fun of it, but on the most serious note, people would have to, you know, understand the area of salvation because I, I, I find hard why people, you know, people think salvation, talking about salvation is for baby Christians. No, that is the diet of the scriptures. That is our, that is our food. That is our message. So when we say salvation is for baby Christians, then after salvation, what then is the real food? Then we start teaching about deliverance. Now that the person is already delivered, now we start teaching him about deliverance. We start teaching him about Satan. When the person has not learned about Christology. Listen, Christianity or any theology without Christology is dondology. Let me say that again. Theology without Christology, theology is the study of God. So studying God without Christology, that is the study of Christ, is dondology. Praise God. It's not different from dondology. So Christology is the is the is the now I, I said somebody can go to a Bible school and you know have a Bible school certificate and still be a certified ignorant. You know, that's why we have to be very careful because not everybody in Bible school is learning. There are people who go to Bible school because they they they, they, they want the accreditation. Somebody can be a Bible school. Uh, have a Bible school certificate and still have a, be a certified ignorant Christian. You can win a Bible quiz and still not know Jesus. You can win a Bible quiz and still not know Jesus. There are people who have won Bible quizzes, but they don't know Jesus Christ. Praise God. You can be a reverend minister, but you have not, you know, you can be a right reverend, but you have not rightly divided the word. <laughs> you can be a right reverend and you have not rightly divided the word of truth so it is very important that we 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 take you know we we acquaint ourselves with the knowledge of god's word the knowledge of god's word when he got to the 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 nianiscus the the, the 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 young man he said i write unto you young men because the word abides in you and you overcome the world that is the the best thing a man can lay on any believer is the word of god because that is our heritage that is our heritage i want to pray for you watching me i pray in the name of jesus christ that the word of god will have its free course apostle paul prayed he said pray for us that the word may have its free course in our lives i pray that the word of god will have free course and i declare that the, the religion, you know, what religion has, you know, indoctrinated us with. The word of God will have its free course in our lives. That things that, you know, withhold us from knowing the light. Things that withhold us from coming into the knowledge of the Son of God. Any blockage and all the impediment. We decree that they are, they are being, you know, Christ, Christ has delivered us from all those things right now. And we enforce our victory over all those in Jesus' name. Now I pray for you watching me 
and I pray that the, 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 the Lord will make, you know, will lighten the eyes of our understanding. Paul pray that the eyes of your understanding will be flooded with light that you may know that we may know that we may know that is where we are craving that even as we are talking about sonship we will grow to the level of the stature of the son of God unto a perfect man that is where you God have destined us to be and we pray for the grace and the enablement that wherever weakness we find ourselves in you grant us the the divine enablement to father lord emerge as victorious for the bible says that he that is born of god overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith our faith in christ jesus is our victory over satan we declare that even in these times father where, where there, there, there seems to be no hope for the world we know that father you are still the hope for the world and we decree that every every sickness and every battle going on in this world will cease with immediate effect we pray for the the healing and the the salvation of souls out there we pray that everybody that has been afflicted lord we pray for their deliverance we pray for healing we pray that father you will grant father unto us the peace that surpasses all understanding and also we pray for whoever is watching, Lord, them that have not come to appreciate the sonship in Christ Jesus, they that have not come to know you, they that have not come to experience your love for them, Lord, we pray that in as much as your grace found us to experience this light we pray for them that even as you speak to their hearts we pray that father you still work on them that they hear the gospel and their hearts are melted in the name of jesus we pray for everybody we pray for them that you grant them father the enablement to understand the bible says for the preaching of the cross is foolishness unto unto them that are, are without but unto as that are being saved it is the power of god we pray that the power of god will permeate minds hearts of people and above all we know that you have done it we know that you have done it we know that you have done it in jesus name the lord bless you for for watching i am so glad you know it's going to be awesome tomorrow and friday it's going to be great you don't want to miss it i hope you were blessed by the seven levels of maturity as a son of god you are not a son by a process. You are a son by new birth. But when you become a son by new birth, you must grow in sonship. So there is spiritual growth in sonship. That is what we look at. And yesterday we looked at covenant versus relationship. And we established the fact that the believer is in a relationship. You are not in a covenant. Jesus entered a covenant with God on our behalf. We are beneficiaries of the covenant. So you don't sow seed and you, you don't enter covenant with God. It's when you have knowledge, you know, it will free you from all that. If you want to give, give out of the blessing that God has given you. But you are not entering into a financial covenant with God. No, man is fallible. Man is fallible. And then Monday, we looked at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We are born of God and all that. So God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, everybody. Kevin, bless you. Ibera, bless you. Eno bless you Kalis. bless you michael bless you bless you everybody bless you bless you bless you bless you stanley everyone watching we appreciate your time a lot you know we appreciate your time a lot so i'll see you guys tomorrow 
same time same time tomorrow the lord bless you